0: Hello and welcome to More Than A Mum, a podcast for women who love being a mum but want more for themselves too. I'm your host Rosalyn Oxer, a gentle productivity coach and mum of one passionate about women creating lives they love. Each week I'll be sharing actionable tips and strategies about mum life, gentle productivity, taking care of yourself and getting more out of life. This week's episode is all about my recent launch of the Get Unstuck Club and how that went. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, I am back again and I'm going to be honest with you, today I am absolutely (laughs) wiped out this evening. I'm recording this the night before I'm going to put it out, so Monday evening, I had to think about that. Oh, Max is in the middle of what I think is the 18-month sleep regression. And he usually sleeps really well, so I feel a bit of an idiot saying this, really, because it's only been about a week or so, but, oh, God. (laughs) He's really hard, and, yeah, I've just spent half an hour trying to get him down, more than that, actually, nearly an hour. (sighs) I've got a gin on the go. I'm probably going to stop chatting at some point to take a sip of my gin. We shall see if I end up remembering to edit that out. And, yeah, it's just... It's just one of those times I've not written my usual sort of quite full on notes for this so it's going to be a chatty one. We've had my parents stay for 10 days and then the day they left my in-laws came because we were worried in the UK there was an announcement last Tuesday and we knew that was coming and the sort of the general feeling was oh it could be another lockdown so we decided to just get them out as soon as possible. Um, Which meant they arrived on the flight my parents were going home on. So it has been lovely to see both sets of parents. That's the first time we've seen them since lockdown, but very full on. Um, In that, I mean, it's just full on anyway, having visitors in your house during a pandemic when you're not going out as much, Um, you know, making sure that Max is happy with everybody and everyone's got what they need. But also because, as I'm gonna sort of t- about say go on about, <laughs> I probably am gonna go on about it a bit, talk about in this episode. Um, I had a big launch going on. Um and yeah, the timing of that wasn't really pl- the visitors weren't planned around that exactly, because that had been on my calendar for quite a while, and the visitors were all last minute. So I thought yeah, that'll be cool. It, you know, I'll, I'll just show up and, you know, I don't have to be online doing a lot. I could schedule stuff in advance. I can do a few Instagram lives. It'll be good to have the distraction. Yeah, it's all going to work, work out brilliantly. But um, like many things, it wasn't quite that straightforward. Um, because yeah, while that is completely true, I didn't have to do a huge amount. The mindset around these things is sometimes the biggest challenge and I definitely think that was the case for me. So just to sort of explain, it was definitely the most planned out and organised I've ever been about anything. I tried to have a full, gosh, two or three weeks of pre-launch and I planned out daily content and then the launch period as well. I really planned out emails to my list. Um, oh, a, um, a challenge, a three-day three, three day live challenge, which I called Activate. I'd never hosted anything like that before. Um, what else? Yeah, daily social media content plans. So completely different to what I've done in the past. But then what I was launching was completely different to what I've done in the past. In the past, I've always done one-to-one coaching. So when I've opened up spaces, there's been kind of like a flurry of activity, but it hasn't had the same um, strategy, um, and energy to it, I suppose, as well, um, nor has it had the same level of commitment, of stress, of worry, all that sort of side of things too, so I knew that it was going to be different, but yeah, I mean, it's the first time doing something, so you don't know how different it's really going to be, so what I thought I'd do, yeah, in this episode, um, I want to have a chat about the ups and downs of it and what I learned from it and then most importantly for you the main thing that I think you can learn from what I've done and my approach and my reflections whether or not you are launching something or intend ever to launch something basically I think it's something we can apply to -to day-to-day things and ask ourselves whenever we're learning or doing anything. Quite a broad promise, but I think you'll understand in a minute. So how did it go? Well, in a nutshell, it didn't go how I'd wanted it to. I'm going to be completely honest. So I was really happy with the signups for Activate. Um, I had 25 women enrolled in that and the rates of people watching and coming along live, that was, that was one in five on average came along and there was a good vibe to those um I would have loved more people to watch live I think that adds to the vibe of it all people really get to see how you deliver something and interact with you directly I always think you learn more from it and I I mean obviously time zones life gets in the way toddler bedtimes I know I know all of this I do um but I know that in the past, whenever I've signed up for something, if I haven't done it live, like my interest is just, it's just less and you skip through and it's a bit weird. It's just not the same at all, is it? So yeah, I, I in future, I would love to boost work on boosting those signups so that then the percentage of people coming live will be higher. But like I say, I really love the dynamic in those calls. Uh, it just doing it was huge for me by the way I had planned to do three days as a challenge about taking action and beating procrastination as a like pre-recorded thing because I've talked about my health before I have chronic fatigue syndrome and it means that my health is quite unreliable well really is <laughs> not really quite about it and kind of quite last minute a few days before I maybe a week before I was like no I'm gonna do it live I'm gonna push myself out my comfort zone but also push myself physically I'm gonna do it live and I did it and I learned a lot but I suppose I kind of wish I'd done one or two days in hindsight in terms of you know my own capability it did really push me but then that's balanced out with the fact that doing 3 days meant that I had real practice of putting a slide deck together, real you know, three times the practice of delivering it, of getting the community engagement. I really by the time it was the third day, I felt so much more confident doing it. So, I can't say I regret it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to thinking, right, yep, 3-day live challenge next time, I have to say. And That's one of the things that has been quite hard for me to wrap my head around, I think, doing the work I do. There are certain things that are the norm in this industry and I really try not to get caught up in that because my health makes my situation different to other people's. But we all have different situations anyway and it's so easy to forget that and to measure ourselves against someone else's standards. So I showed up and I did it and I showed up as someone who hadn't done it before... I I showed up as me and I was imperfect and things went wrong and the replays and the tech side and you know I had to fix things but I learned how to do all of that so that that felt really really good to be honest and planning out my content has also felt good because there were lots of ups and downs and wobbles about um What to post and when, and are people bored of me? But planning it out in advance meant that although I did swap things around, and I think once or twice forgot to post, and I thought that's okay, I'll push that back. It's fine. I planned like six days out of seven, knowing that I often have a day where I just completely space and forget to post. Not saying you need to post every day, by the way. This is on Instagram, but it's my like number one platform. I get almost all of my clients from there, so it was important to me to show up like that and that felt really good because if I had a wobble I didn't really have to think too much about it beyond you know putting up what I had pre-planned so that that was reassuring and I showed up live quite often as well and that has been something I've never enjoyed but I was really happy that I proved to myself I could do it by doing it repeatedly and Um, I've discovered the best thing for me, although it's not the best thing for getting high numbers of people to watch, the best thing for me is to go live um, just when I'm ready to. I think once I said I'm going to go live in half an hour or something like that, rather than being someone who goes live at a particular time each week, maybe I will do that in the future, or makes an announcement of it. Making it seem a little bit less daunting by not announcing it was a good way for me to get into it and not overthink it and you know scare myself um also as well there were regular people showing up to listen and they are my online friends and that felt lovely so always good to have those people um in your corner and really all of this was me going for it in a way that I never have before it was um a higher priced offering than I apart from it well one to one coaching yeah it's still more expensive but it was higher priced than like an e course or something which i had partially created before lockdown and to be honest i yeah i didn't know if people were going to go for it or not pricing is a really funny one this was priced at 444 pounds for 8 weeks of group um, coaching with a bonus one to one offered for those who signed up after doing activate so both the people spoiler two people signed up and both of those get their bonus one-to-one they were both in activate but I suppose as much as like I say I've been talking about things that went well or before I move on to yeah sort of the what didn't go so well I will also say that um well a couple of things actually (laughs) told you I wasn't super planned today um one of the biggest things that helped me go, keep going to the end was my friend Gemma's support, Gemma Sands, and having Gemma on my side, in my corner, all of that, absolutely kept me going to the last minute, and I'm glad I did, I'll explain in a second. I know people sign up at the last minute, I had this with my, last time I launched one-to-one spots, the two people who um, snapped them up, if you like, both signed up in the last, like, few hours before I was closing the doors on that I know it happens I've probably done it myself at some point and gone oh well yeah go on I'll do it so the idea was that like I say this was bigger than anything I'd done before this was more planned out this was you know quite um quite full on for people like quite a big commitment but that I would just lay it all out on the line go for it fake it in the enthusiasm on, at times when I was feeling like, oh, no one's signing up. And put it all out there, leave it all out there on the track or whatever. I you don't know, some <laughs> sports metaphor I'm too tired to think of. Because if I'd come that far and I'd taken months to get to that point, then feeling that vulnerability in the last five, four or five days, you know, and then three days and two days and one day, ah, uh, um yeah, it's really tempting to pack up and go home and think, oh yeah, let's pretend that never happened and go quiet about it. Um, but Gemma reminded me all the time um, that that wasn't just wasn't an option. I needed to keep it going and see what came of it. And I get support and encouragement from other people in my life, but the the reality for me is that someone like Gemma, who's also a business owner and an entrepreneur, she gets it in a way that. of people in my life don't so she's incredibly valuable and she's hopefully going to listen to this I'll know if she has won't I she'll message me so that really was I think the thing that I most celebrated because I've reflected on all this I've got a little notebook next to me my reflections from the Lord what felt good all of those other little bits I've mentioned like planning out my content and you know showing up live that felt really good but really going for it in a way that I never have before and facing the fear and doing it anyway. It's such a cliche, but that's exactly what I was doing. And it's one of the things that we talk about in the Get Unstuck Club. Um, it paid off as well, because ultimately one of the other things that felt great was that I had a sign up five minutes before the doors closed. I had another one, a friend of mine signed up a few days before, but this is it. If you pack up and go home, you just never know what could be. And I'll talk in a second about that, what didn't go well and what I can learn from. But in terms of what I'm celebrating, the fact that I would have been really over the moon with 10 plus signups. In an ideal world, I will run this again every year with 20 to 30 women. That is truly honestly my goal and I'd have loved that this year but I don't have a huge audience and what that means is it's not that I can't do these things but chances are I'm not going to sell a spot to everybody who comes along to a live challenge because that's just not what the figures tell you about these things and that means that I need to in between coming up with something that I i am not selling for the sake of it don't get me wrong I'm selling something I'm creating things and I'm selling things that I really believe are going to help you achieve change in your life and of course if you don't want to pay to work with me cool 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 there's the podcast there's the Instagram there's blog posts and um, yeah free challenges and whatnot but I have no qualms in saying I'm a business owner I wants to serve and to make money doing something I love so what I do need to focus on and this is part of the reflection and the learning is growing my audience in these in-between times packing that audience with women because really it's women who I work with women who are interested in what I am offering not numbers for the sake of it I ended up going through my Instagram um, followers a week or so ago and deleting all of the random accounts the spammy you know <laughs> you know the type i'm sure you know the american army officers and all that sort of nonsense um i only want to be putting my message out there to be heard by the right people so that's something i need to get into that's one of my reflections it's not that it's not that I'm beating myself up about the numbers no honestly I am celebrating the fact that I had two signups two makes it a group there's me and there's those two and those two are fabulous women that we we got started today the content is out there for week one and honestly I'm thrilled to be doing it now was I disappointed yes at times I was because when you put so much effort into something we want it to be rewarded don't we you know the time the energy the effort not yielding like high numbers is frustrating but the main thing is it's embarrassing or we feel like it is because it's that vulnerability of putting something out and saying I think this is good And the risk is people will say, no, thank you, or I don't think it's good or something, you know, that we take to mean that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. So what I'm thrilled about is a I have two signups, I get to run this programme, I get to get specific feedback on it which is great for future testimonials, but it also helps me. The main thing is it helps me refine this programme and figure out to make how to make it even better. The two signups from this time get lifetime access. So when I do make it better, they benefit from that as well. But there was at times a sense of, oh, you know, I've put this out there and I've admitted like on Instagram that, yeah, I, you know, I'd happily have 30 people in the programme. Like I could... Keep the doors open till then, and oh my goodness, people have seen, seen me talking about it, and I've not said anyone signed up, and isn't this embarrassing? But that is just one little part of it. I believe that is just me, well, my ego talking. And the thing is, even in that last day, although it didn't happen. 20, 30 women could have signed up on that last day. Yeah, if I'd packed up and gone home early, then it wouldn't have happened. But they still they could have done, yeah? So although that didn't feel great, I recognised it was a small price to pay. Yeah, I don't have a huge audience. There wasn't a flurry of sign-ups to begin with, and I knew that there was every chance that going forward, it was a two-week launch period going forward, there weren't going to be notifications dinging away on my phone and me going, yes, this is a huge success. I knew it might be a slow burn. It was slower than I would have liked. But if you pack up and go home, it won't happen at all. And that is so key for so many things. Whether or not, like I say, you're launching something or not, that is one of the things we need to remember. It's not the thing I mentioned earlier, and I'll tell you that in a minute, but. I think it's so important. So, what didn't go so well then? What from my reflection, what didn't feel good, what didn't work out for me? Well, Instagram's a strange place right now. So, one of the things I found difficult was that engagement on things was really low, and I don't know whether that was people tuning out, it could easily be the message around the Get Unstuck Club. But I'd notice really low engagement coming into it. So, I'm going to learn more. This is me reflecting on that. I'm going to learn more about what's going on with Instagram right now. And in this phase in between this and whatever comes next, which I don't know, by the way, I'm not pretending. I'm going to focus on audience building and engagement. And part of that has to be me learning new up-to-date strategies that work right now on social media because there's no point in doing more of the same if it's not helping me grow an audience. Um, A big thing like I've already said is my confidence levels were so up and down and I could write, I could draft an email to my list and feel amazing and be like oh my gosh that email would totally come across well to me. And then the open rate wasn't so great on that one, and my confidence level would be back down and I'd speak to my friend Gemma on voice notes, maybe back up and that was a lot more tiring than I anticipated, like I say that was hard with having people around because I felt really solitary, I guess I kind of wanted to be on my own, but I needed distraction, and my mood was up and down, and my confidence levels was um but you know it. it it's, it's one of those things that it's just, it's going to happen that way. And I think that we are so used to seeing online about the big successful launches because they're the ones people talk about. I would imagine that there are quite a lot of things going on where people do pack up and go home, or, you know, sort of decide to phase out talking about something, decide that they'll pivot and do something else. None of these things I'm saying are the wrong thing to do, it would have been wrong for me to pack up and go home early, like, um, like, in theory, <laughs> I'm already home. Um, because I wanted to prove to myself, I could do it, I wanted to feel those uncomfortable parts and do it anyway. Because when we, st- I was, I was intentionally like, every day really pushing to stretch out my comfort zone on the basis that if I can get comfortable doing live challenges and I can get comfortable doing um what was the other thing I was going to say lives on Instagram that was it then I can use all that next time yeah everything I've learned to learn about what I've done but really like learned to do is going to come in handy next time let's face it there was a time that recording a podcast was really scary to me and that was only what back in May and now this is one of my most fun, most easy, simple, quick things to do that I love in my business. so that comfort zone stretching I'm gonna talk about more of that a bit more, I think in another episode is so important. so <sighs> there were things I didn't get chance to do as well. I didn't do blog posts around it as much I've got a lot of drafts. I nearly got sorted um you know, I perhaps didn't utilize Pinterest as much as I could. But ultimately, when I sat down with my journal, I got in front of me now, I was sort of ready to write out this long list of things I did wrong. But actually, the list of what felt good and what I was proud of was so much longer. Now, notice I don't say what I did right and what I did wrong, because I don't think that that sort of judgment is helpful here. It's not to say that there weren't things that didn't go well, but like my example around my engagement online. Okay, that that just that happened, and I was I was keeping a bit of an idea, eye, an I eye, sorry on the numbers, but numbers only tell you so much. If your post is being seen by a couple of hundred people, but they're the right couple of hundred people, it doesn't matter that it's not being seen by a thousand, ten thousand exactly of course it the increase means there's more chance but Instagram is a strange place is what I'm saying and I try not to get too caught up in that so yeah the list of what felt good was a lot longer and I realised as I was reflecting on it that I'd learned so much from doing it and ultimately although my confidence was wobbly during it my confidence for having done it and stuck with it is I would say pretty sky high (laughs) at the moment um now I will just very quickly say without going into a huge tangent about the club I got everything ready and made for today the first module starting over the weekend what I chose to do before I had signups I had everything planned out but I didn't create it because I didn't want if nobody had signed up then obviously that was going to be its own thing to cope with, the disappointment of, but I wouldn't have created everything and I wouldn't have spent all my time and energy on that. So that's what I did over the weekend. And that again was really pushing at the bounds of my um, comfort zone, just creating videos and a workbook and learning how to use the website Teachable to upload everything but that's where the growth is. Like I say, we'll talk about this as its own topic because it's very prevalent for me right now. But there isn't, there isn't going to be a day when I'm going to think. I'm saying this as a reminder to myself, but also you. Maybe you need to hear this. There isn't going to be a day when I think or you think. Right, that's it. I've done it now. I've achieved everything. My, you know, I've I've pushed and I've learned and now if i just stay here i'm i'm i've done it all i'm great i'm i'm sorted you know i think that the doing of the difficult things and the stretching that comfort zone is where the joy and learning and growth and discomfort all are and i don't mean that because i think we ought to smash through and push and be uncomfortable all the time I say stretching our comfort zone because I think that's what it should be. It's a gentle stretch and pushing and never being, never like having to look back and see it was miles behind you. Um, but sort of, yeah, pushing and pulling at the boundaries as you go. I sort of literally and visualising myself doing that and kind of dragging that boundary with me and saying, come on, we can do this. But what that means is that when I do look back, I realised, like I say, that what was really difficult for me to do in recording a podcast and editing and scheduling and getting my head round, I still don't really know what an RSS feed is, though, to be fair. Um, that is something I, when I turn round, I look back into my old comfort zone. That's miles behind me now. And this stuff will be in the launch as well. Um, so it felt good. Most most of it felt good, to be honest. Um but I also learnt a lot from it. And I have my list of things I would do differently next time. I would go live more often. Who, who could have told me this before? And I wouldn't have believed you if I if you told me I was going to think that afterwards. But I also, if I pressured myself or you, I don't know why you would have pressured me to do it, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I had to learn this in my own way. So I also made a little note that I would build in some more downtime and rest. good downtime and rest where I wasn't just worrying or refreshing my phone Um, and more phone free time as part of that I think it's too easy to become attached to your phone at times like this and I didn't want I don't want that going forwards Um, and I try and build more community aspect into the challenge I didn't do that I didn't have a Facebook group for it and perhaps that was a mistake perhaps you know more notice for it or you know all these different things um, you can do, but like I say it's so important not to just blindly follow what other people do and it's only through doing it, showing up and doing it that I'm going to work out what my way of doing it is. Maybe that will include a Facebook community for it. Maybe that'll involve going live more often but it's it's important that you work out and I work out how we want to do things. Our way, and not just because whatever industry you're in, there is a way that most people do it. So we just blindly, blindly follow that. Because let's face it, sometimes there's some spurious things that go on, and we don't want to fall into doing what everyone's doing because we don't really, you know, believe in that. So that was like my sort of reflections on it. And like I say, you know, the hardest thing was the confidence levels because even though you're showing up and you're doing something that you believe in, and you try and detach from the outcome, having a couple of sign-ups, if you're listening to this, by the way, Katie and Caroline, I'm thrilled you have joined up. I'm really thrilled to be working with you. And this isn't an, a moan insinuating you are not enough, because you absolutely are wonderful, wonderful women to have in this community. Um, but yeah, at it, it, the same time as that, I would have loved to have more women in the community, to have made more money from, from this, to have felt it was more successful. But the reflections are really important to me because they help me anchor back into that sense of, no, you did achieve a lot here. It didn't look like you necessarily thought it would, but that doesn't mean that there weren't successes here. Um, so, this leads nicely into what I was talking about the thing I need to remember to do and the thing I think you can massively benefit as well it's asking yourself why what went well and why what didn't work and why because it's too easy to have a success and celebrate and stop there and trundle on to the next thing And it's equally as easy, actually, no, it's probably a lot easier to have a wobble, a knock, a failure, a flop, whatever you're thinking and be embarrassed and give up or, you know, pack, like I say, pack away and go home and just sort of put your head down and pretend it didn't happen or again, blindly sort of trundle on to the next thing but when we ask ourselves why, and this goes for simple things too, this is not just about like a big launch, if for example you're really smashing your morning routine at the moment, what's working well and why? Why learn from it so that you can not just carry on doing this and you know, at some point it's going to stop working quite so well for you and maybe... If you've asked yourself why you know it's because you're sleeping really well at the moment so you know how to anticipate that things might change or your kid's sleeping really well at the moment let's be honest max is not sleeping well at the moment so my morning routine is getting up at five fifteen and feeling like death warmed up and going and watching videos of trains yay never thought that would be my morning routine um yeah, and like I say, what's not going well and why. So rather than having that embarrassed, vulnerable moan about things, try and ask yourself what's what's going on behind that. Like I say, I am fed up. I'm just, yeah, speaking for the guys. I'm really fed up with Instagram right now. I'm putting a lot into it and I'm not getting a lot back. But I know that Instagram's changed or the way people using it has changed so I need to learn more so that I can change what I do with it and not just have a moan about it yeah because otherwise like I say trundling along if I turn up and do my next launch exactly like this then what have I learned like not a lot (laughs) if I just reuse those posts and I rework them um you know, and I I put out, I did two podcast episodes as part of, you know, my launch. If I just do it exactly the same, am I going to get the same results? Yeah, probably. Maybe people's headspace will be different. Maybe they'll have more money to spend because I know the world is upside down right now. Maybe it was just a terrible time for a launch. But that's another thing I wanted to say. I'm glad I did it anyway, because even though it might not have been a great time, and that is something that, I realised I probably should have been asking people, and I haven't, so I haven't been learning from that. If you don't try, you're never going to know, as I've said. And at the moment, it's really easy to sort of make people's minds up for them, whether or not you're a service-based um, business or a product-based business. There are so many ways we can convince ourselves that people aren't there to spend money with us, but the reality is people are still spending money um, people will, as they approach Christmas, not everybody is doing worse financially this year than they've ever done, some people are doing better, some people are doing just fine still, so yeah, it's really important that we don't decide other people's um, level of commitment for them, that's just not fair. Um, So yeah, what went well and why for me? Well, what felt good, what went well, the why behind most things was that I looked at what was making me uncomfortable and I found ways to just keep on going to be honest and what didn't work so well and why probably that my keeping going was because I needed to just get my head down and do it I probably didn't sort of pivot enough I planned stuff out and I followed that and that helped me show up But I probably could have done a better job had I been a bit more reflective at the time. And that's to learn from. Um, And how do I say this without making it sound like an excuse? Because it's it's not. But also, as part of being human, we have multiple things on the go at any one time. This launch didn't. didn't stop me from having other responsibilities and health issues they still went on so there are only so many hours in the day we all have a certain amount of energy and when it comes to showing up imperfectly and giving it a go yeah there were there were plenty of things I could have done better you know the lives I showed up and did they weren't perfect they wouldn't have been perfect and spoken to you know my idol client spot in a spot on sort of way every time that's just that's just part of being human you know unless I script everything perfectly and spend hours over it it's not going to cover everything like this podcast but yeah if I script everything perfectly then I'm going to sound more robotic than human and that's going to be a turn off too so yeah this this idea this learning from it by asking why isn't intended for you to become a total perfectionist but it's just one of those little quick tools, it's quicker than it sounds, that you can have in your toolkit, like I refer to it as, um, to say, you know, what's working well and why? Like why am I? do I feel so great at the moment? I've had a really great day today. What's been working for me and why, okay? I'm really not sleeping well at the moment why is that All oh, right, yeah am I using my phone too close to bedtime it doesn't have to be a long-winded thing you have to journal about it it can be just something you ask yourself um what's what's going on behind those ups those downs those successes those we're not going to call them failures <laughs> learning opportunities um but no I've, I've wanted to be honest about this um it's a a funny one I suppose I don't know how it comes across Um, and there's a part of me that wonders (laughs) maybe I should just listen back I don't want it to sound like a sob story of oh where is me I only got two sign ups because I really am thrilled to be working with those two women I am I am even more thrilled that I had the idea and I put it out there and I did all of this and I kept on going when it got tricky because I've proved to myself that I can so when I do either when I you know, improve the Get Unstuck Club and I go forward with it and re, you know, open the doors next year or when I launch something different or whatever that is, I've got this level of experience of launching under my belt and it might look completely different. All of my learning might mean that I never do a launch that looks anything like this again. But I, I know now that I can do this if I want to. And it's um, it's a huge confidence boost, to be honest. Um, I kept going. And I believe that really paid off with a sign up, like I say, five minutes before the end. Um, and I encourage you to use that. Like I say, small things, big things, really, really, really good. Ask yourself why and learn from that. So come and tell me on Instagram how you use this idea, what you're going to start using it for and tag me in your stories when you listen to More Than A Mum. I'd really love to, to know where you are listening to the podcast, whether you're out on a walk or if you're, you've are you got it on while you're at home, getting things done. Let me know and I will be back, I think next week with a chat about comfort zones, actually, because I was getting really into chatting about that and I've got lots more that I want to say. So yeah, I'll see you same time, same place next week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let me know how you're going to use this week's. And also, was it interesting to hear about the launch side of things? I don't want to talk about too much business stuff here, because it's not specifically what the podcast is about. But let me know, do you have a business yourself? Is that something? Or are you starting one? Do you want to one day? Let me know if you want to hear more of the business mindset side of things. Because It's hugely important. We really don't get anywhere without getting the mindset stuff under control. That is for sure. Thank you so much for listening this week, my lovelies. If you found this episode useful, then please share it with someone who you think would also benefit. And don't forget to let me know what you try from today's episode and how you get on.